blah, blah. I cannot think. Okay. This is Winging It. It's the somewhat whimsical, certainly worrying, decidedly wonky, seldom weighty, endlessly well-intentioned, and wildly witty show about music where one knows what's coming and the other doesn't. So when does this happen? Well, a little more often recently, but it happens usually in between both proper to ensure you can spend anywhere from 15 to, what, 90, 120 minutes with us, depending, each and every week. So... You know, we are trying to do that. Though I will say, circumstance has been quite annoying lately. Yeah, I was going to say, you're going to say that she's, we're not supposed to do winging it every week. We're not. But there have been, the audience is going, what, more technical difficulties? Yeah, seriously. Yes, no. exactly. Yes and no. Yeah. But, you know, life gets in the way too. Yeah. Well, this was a technical thing also. You know, I have a theory about this. Okay, talk to me. Okay, um, you know that podcasting is now a very big thing. Some people it make is. very huge careers out of this. They get millions of listeners. I think some of the big podcasters mm. uh, see the rise and the, 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 the growth and the power of this show, and they think, oh, no, oh, these no. guys are going to eclipse us. Of and course. And they're using their considerable resources to interfere with the show, and that's why we're having all these technical difficulties. It's like, guys. Those bastards. Obviously, they've never read Stephen Covey's uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective exactly. People. Exactly. It's a win-win. Let's go it's for a win-win. win-win. It's the, uh, the abundance mentality. Of course. Exactly. You know, there's an audience for you. There's an audience for us. Right. Come on, guys. Live and let live. Give us a break. You know, yeah. I'm really tired. Either that or we're just incompetent. It's got to be the former. It's them. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Not us. It's them. So now that we've gotten that out of the way and we apologize for that, we will be getting back to both proper soon. But for now, you get a little, uh, a little, what? I call it a show vignette, if you will. You know? So what are we talking about this week? Well, there is just an abundance of opinion out there, right? Uh, Ours is one we like to give. Love opinions. Exactly. Except the wrong ones. (laughs) Right. And if they're not ours, they're pretty much wrong. So there is a site, well, not a site, really, a page called F Sensitivity, which, of course, you know I subscribe to because fuck sensitivity. They had me at F Sensitivity. That's right. Exactly. (laughs) And they asked a question, and I really liked all of the different and varied answers. And they said, what album is pure perfection from cover to cover. Wow. So this is a lost art, and I think you'd agree, David, of people listening to entire albums. Uh, there's no other way. Unless, uh, yeah, an album is an album. It's a body of work. you got to listen to the whole thing. And that's the goal, right, of the artist is yeah. that you listen to it. But honestly, if you think about when you first started listening to music, there were times where you probably bought the album for a song, right? Oh, it's because I've heard this song. Oh, yeah. But you still listen to the entire album. Yeah. So I, it, it just completely and totally confuses me that people don't do that. But apparently the people that responded to this post do that. And so they had some interesting responses that I wanted to share with you and get your response, and I will share mine as well. So this one is not surprising. Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah, yeah. It's absolute brilliance. It was groundbreaking at the time, unlike anything anyone really had heard. Um, Obviously, it told a story. It was very dramatic. There was a lot going on, and obviously, it still remains one, if not the biggest selling album of all time. 
Yeah, I would ask anyone, if it's not perfect front to back, then exactly where does it drop off? Thank you. I have some questions <laughs> about that. I missed that part. Yeah, yeah and I think, that, uh, I think they might want to have a chat with you about where you find that yeah. it dropped off. So I definitely absolutely agree with that. Brilliant. Even if you aren't a huge fan, you have to admit that that album is just pure brilliance. It yeah. just is. Yeah. So Beastie Boys, Licensed to Ill. So if we're talking about a rap album by three white dudes that are like suburban looking dudes, but can really spit ill rhymes. I will tell you, I listened to that album so many times and it is great cover to cover. It is so good. I'm not going to say it's the best cover to cover, but it is a great, I mean, you listen to start to finish brilliance. I just love it. Especially at that time. They were doing stuff. Eminem wasn't around yet, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So they were really kicking ass. What do you think of License to Ill? Well, this is going to shock you that I've never, to my knowledge, heard the whole thing. I've never heard it cover to cover either. I've heard this track, that track, random things, and, and it's horrible. Uh, because the Beastie Boys, to me, nothing has ever taken good old-fashioned garage rock and then, then some synthesizers got thrown in somewhere. True, online, true. Uh, and fused it with rap the way they do. It's conspicuous that they are have been an influence on me. Absolutely. And there are a couple times in my songs like um, uh, It's a Mystery and songs like that, that willy-nilly that I'm actually doing a send-up of the Beastie Boys because yeah. they're that good. But uh, that particular album, Licensed to Ill, sorry I haven't heard the whole thing, but uh, it's probably perfect. It's probably it is. Perfect. We're going to remedy that. It is absolute brilliance. You'll love it. There's a lot. There's a lot of humor in it. There's a lot of of you know just cleverness in it. And I mean that's one of many things that I love about it. But they never they the never bore thing. you. They never let it down and let it lag along as so much rap garbage does. I mean they they keep you invested. So license to ill is going to definitely be something that I'm going to have to uh, make you listen to. You're going to have to do it, and we're going to have to report back because it is it is really really amazing. And I've listened to it front to back so many times. Ma, you're just jealous. It's the Beastie Boys. (laughs) That makes no sense to me. That's on that album, right? But it's the Beastie Boys. I mean, that makes no sense to me. Why would Ma be jealous? She can get her own Beastie Boys record if she wants to, I'm sure. She can. She can, you know. (laughs) She has more means to do so than the kid, you know? It's just that living at home is such a drag. Now your mom threw away your Your best best porno porno mag. Busted, you know? So just amazing stuff. Amazing stuff. Brass Monkey, I can't. Anyway, so we're moving on to the White Album. Oh, I was going to say, nobody better name than the White Album. Go ahead. The White Album. Bullshit. So, you know, there is... The, the White Album is polarizing to Beatles fans, right? It really is. Some people love it. It's brilliant work of art. Some people hate it. Some people say, well, it, you know, they had to have one like that. Clearly, David, if I'm asking you, you're feeling like, no. No, uh, the White Album is a masterpiece. It's absolutely brilliant. However, mm-hmm. the, the question here is perfect... Cover to cover. Cover to cover. Nothing that has Revolution 9 on it is perfect <laughs> cover to cover. I don't skip album tracks. I skip that shit every time. I do not want to disagree with you on yeah. that. That is exactly I'll listen right. to the whole rest of the album. That's one of, I think there are two songs in, in history that I ever skip as album tracks, and that's one of them. But, but can we, being that it's the Beatles and it's the White Album, can we pretend or can we just overlook that track and say it is brilliant from cover to cover? Oh, apart from that, it is. And that's yeah. like, that's a long one, too. That is a, but apart a from that, it one. is. That album has it all a hundred times over. Uh, I, every time I listen through the Beatles discography, there's a, a different favorite. Sometimes it's Magical Mystery Tour. Sure. Sometimes it's that one. 
There's just, it's incomparable, honestly. It is. Oh, the band was divided, the band was this and that. They, you they, know they what? managed to get together to do not only that record, but then Abbey Road. Absolutely. Uh, but uh, the White Album is, is fucking magnificent. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm happy that it was one of the first named. And then we have Cat Stevens, T for the Tillerman. Oh. Which I'm not surprised. And again, you know, I, groundbreaking again, very, very different. I don't, there's so many albums that I was thinking about this when I was looking at this list. There's so many albums that could not be made today that would not fly today right some some for good some for bad but there are so many albums and this is one that i'm not sure i feel like it happened at the perfect time in history for it to be accepted and appreciated for the masterpiece that it is it absolutely is and um that's a good example but many cat stevens albums would be i mean there's really not a lot of misstepping on cat stevens part uh, when it comes to putting songs uh, albums together, yeah, he's uh, he's a legend in my world. He Has absolutely been for a is long, long time. And a lot of people, there was a lot of people that said absolutely. I think 150 people I agreed. Mean, the album Foreigner, you know, the Foreigner Suites, like 18 minutes long. I mean, the album Foreigner is another one, uh, cover to cover perfection. Absolutely. And I don't think many people, if you've actually listened to it, would disagree with that. I am not as familiar with other albums as I am T for the Tillerman. So uh, good to hear. You uh, two, Unforgettable Fire. Now, I have listened to this album. I, As we all know, I love you too. And it is a brilliant album. I definitely don't think there are any bad songs on it. It is just more punky than a lot of their later tunes, which is something that is very charming. But there are so many U2 albums for me that I can listen to cover to cover, and they're brilliant. Not all, but many. Yeah, the U2 uh, likes to get punk once in a while. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, they did... Uh, you know, Helter Skelter. I mean, they, uh, they've they done Ramon's songs. Uh, what did they do? I forget which one. But, um, yeah, and that's an album I don't know cover to cover either. But I honestly do. I tease you two about Bono and everything. But, honestly, they are really that good. Yeah. And um, I'm more familiar with the early albums like War and Boy mm-hmm. and October. And those are probably even more brilliant. But Unforgettable Fire is just, I don't even know. Yeah, I mean, when you have a band making... <sighs> Uh, changing like that I mean pivoting a little bit And going Just going off All up in different places You have to admire that And I do And that's the thing I think that a lot of people Are thrown off about You know They're thrown off by that And they think Therefore U2 is a sellout And they're not You know what You're allowed to evolve Even as an, a musical artist You're allowed to evolve And change And grow And, and experiment That's what it's about I, I would say I would go as far as to say It takes goals I agree Yes <laughs> Exactly That took goals so another one that came up is Super Unknown Soundgarden. Oh, oh, I'm telling you, they are not wrong. Cover to cover, that thing is amazing. Um, the musicianship obviously is off the chain. The songwriting incredible. And of course, the incomparable Chris Cornell. I can't even. One of my favorites. It's a go-to. I've listened to it over and over and over and over again. It's a it's a really badass record. In fact, I bought that. I was with you at Guitar Center. Yeah. I bought that record. That is a hell of an album. So is it's uh, the only two that I'm familiar with. That one and its predecessor, Bad Motor Finger. Absolutely. Both oh, gosh. really killer albums. You know? Incredible. Cover to cover again. Can I start at the beginning and listen to it all the way through? Absolutely. Um, and then we have Metallica Black. The, so um, I can't. I love. I love it. I mean... I can't think of a single, honestly, a single Metallica album that I've listened to cover to cover and been disappointed on any of the tracks. I was going to say, not even St. Anger. I won't even go there. (laughs) I mean... The ever-controversial St. Anger and its snare. Now, okay. (laughs) I mean, that one is... I, I don't normally skip it, though. I can say that it's not... 
it's not like a Revolution 9. It's the only one I don't have, including besides the new one. I don't have the new one either. I was mm. thinking about picking it up. You got to pick it up. But um, the uh, to be a completist, I might get St. Anger, but it's like, I don't know. How uh, much of a completist do you want to be? I still don't have Hot Space or Flash Gordon, so oh, how much of a completist I think that's can I okay. Be? Yeah. I'm going to give you a pass on I mean, on I'm those. a huge Queen fan. Of course, but, but yeah. Anyway. You, even you have your limits. <laughs> I even have limits, yeah. <laughs> um... Okay, so moving along, because we agree that Metallica is amazing, you should definitely pick up the new album, honestly. it's I've heard tracks, I haven't had, heard the whole thing, but the tracks I've heard are just so Metallica and so electric. And that Black album is so polarizing, and I never understood that. I don't understand that Everybody's either. like, oh, they were good up until the Black album. What the hell? Up until they focused and figured out, some a new, they got a new sound. That's and right. Deadly. I mean, yeah, it's, there's some is. incomparable stuff on the earlier albums. Thank you, of course. There really is. I but mean, the really Black is Album starting is not, from the first. It's not the downfall. Yeah, the it's Black not. Album is not the enemy. Show me on understand. the doll where the Black Album hurt you. I, I mean, right. it's, <laughs> it's really you? strong. It's it a, is. It's incredible. I think it was Hetfield that says, I mean, you know what? Uh, Sad but true is not heavy. How in the world? How, how do you define that? heavy? You know, it's heavy itself. They, they Godzilla created stomp, heavy. You know? Come yeah. on. Faster does not equal heavier. In fact, Thank it you. usually doesn't. You know? It's exactly right. And it doesn't equal quality either. No, so. it runs over you so rapidly that you don't have time to feel the heavy. That's right. As much as when it bang, bang, you know. And they're very deliberate about that. And I like it. They build that emotion in you. And I feel like that's that's what I want. I want The that. only fault I would ever find in them is sometimes their songs, like especially on the album uh, Hardwired, the songs have so many fucking riffs, you can't even remember one, but when they throw another one down in your face, they should save them a little bit. They just want you to listen to it <laughs> yeah. over and over again, and you're like, riff number 614 yeah. on this one track. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's amazing that they could come up with that many riffs, but God, leave some for the rest of us. So. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> it's all copyright infringement after you listen to Metallica. So the next album is Fleetwood Mac Rumors. I mean... Where's the downside? It's just... Where's the drop-off there? It's a brilliant album, absolutely. And again, what I really like about these is we're all over the map. We're not just doing one kind of music, right? We're, no, we're, Metallica and Fleetwood Mac, yeah. that's quite a spread. <laughs> that you know? is a spread, absolutely. So some of the ones that, you know, depending on how you feel, Leonard Skinner's Gold and Platinum, I've never listened to it, but I have only been able to listen to one Leonard Skinner song in my life, and that's Sweet Home Alabama, and I like that song. Otherwise, I can't. So that's maybe my bad. Yeah, I uh, I've never heard that whole thing. I probably know a lot of Leonard Skinner mm-hmm. uh, because I was around <laughs> all those days, but um, they haven't aged as well with me. They haven't lasted. Uh, they have they don't have the staying power with me as a lot of bands from that era. Yeah, I don't listen to them, and you know they're okay, but I don't seek them out or anything anymore. Yeah, I hear that. And the Cure's Disintegration album, I will tell you, the Cure is one of my faves, and this is an incredible album. It's it's uh, emotional, which is one of my favorite things about the Cure. The it's, Cure, emotional, come on, really? I know, right? It's um, it's kind of gut wrenching. It's beautiful. It's haunting. You know, it's complex. It's all the things I want. Uh, I love a lot of the Cure's albums, cover to cover, and I certainly uh, in my teens and my early twenties spent a lot of time crying to a lot of these really powerful albums, right? I can so, picture mascara running down yes. your face looking like Robert Smith. Exactly. You know? <laughs> Wishing I was cool enough to be called Robert Smith. Smearing it deliberately will. so that you look That's like Robert right. Smith. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, a, a brilliant album. And if you love the cure and you haven't heard that album, really pick it up, listen to it, go on Spotify and just hit play and just, just get lost. Another one that people brought up, 
is Allison Chain's Jar of Flies. I agree. Cover to cover, that one is so good. I sing every song on there. I've, I mean, it's just so good. Uh, the songwriting is great. The harmonies are great. The band is tight. You know, all of that stuff. So I'm a huge fan. And 185 people agreed with that one. So that got the most likes so far of any of these. And I know you don't like them because of his voice. And I, I really, I'm thinking, you know, I know a good ENT. You know, I, I, honestly, I, no atrocity anybody could ever commit would be heinous enough to deserve being forced to listen to uh, an entire, uh, that Jar of Flies album, uh, mm. cover to cover. Yeah. Mm. Well, we'll talk about that off the air. But, um, yeah, I think uh, ENT, he's really good and he's not that far away. Real reasonable takes insurance, so he can work on that. Um, another one. Another vote for Pink Floyd, Wish You Were Here. Another, but, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. different. Wish You Were Here is, oh, my God, I can't even. I mean, when you'll sit there for, they keep bringing Shine On You Crazy Diamond back and you're there for every single note, yes. you know? That album is, is uh, just a knockout. Stunning, it's absolutely. The other one that's right up there with Dark Side of the Moon. And then the next one, I know this is going to be shocking, Pink Floyd's The Wall. Mm. So it's a Pink Floyd bonanza here. People right. are loving it because, again, what I love about Pink Floyd is it takes you out of this world and puts you in another one. Mm. And that is something that not every band can do. You can get lost, but you don't actually just transport. And I feel like it transports you. You know, honestly, uh, if there were no Dark Side of the Moon or Wish You Were Here, we would gush more about The Wall. That's true. You know, but it's because of those, uh, you know, absolutely incomparable, unprecedented albums that we think of The Wall as, yeah, that's a, that's a good one, too. It's yeah. way it's more than that. incredible. We were, of course, batshit about it when, back course. in the day when it was a new record. I had, uh, I came very close to seeing that tour, but somehow it didn't come about. Ooh, that's a brutal but, one. yeah. See, I didn't see that one because I wasn't around yet, I don't think, or at least I wasn't uh, of age. Uh, more for Pink Floyd, and this one's going to harm you too, and I absolutely agree. If I could tell you how many times I listened to this album, I would listen to it now. Pearl Jam's 10 is the grunge album to end grunge albums. It was just every song was <laughs> too bad so it didn't end earlier. fucking good. It was so good. <laughs> And that, that is where his voice sounds the best because he is actually produced. The other ones, he doesn't have as much production. But those were brilliant albums that were really kind of indicative of the Seattle sound and just transformative. I've, I cannot tell you. I mean, at least 100 times I listened to that album. You know, I, 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 of course, you know I don't care for uh, Eddie Vedder's voice. I'm very yeah. vocal about that. However, those guys can play... I heard a song playing uh, where I was one day, and I listened to it carefully, and I really got into it. And then I shazammed it, and it turned out to be Pearl Jam. Mm -hmm. I w uh, it was a song, I think it was called Worldwide Suicide. Mm -hmm. A real punky, kick-ass kind of song. And I thought, all right, guys, maybe I want to take back a little bit of what I said about you. But uh, I don't know the 10 album. I do know some of their shit that really annoys me, like Jeremy and even Flo. I'm, I just I can't handle yeah, it. I'm 10. sorry. Yeah, That's 10, yeah. yeah. So again, I just, you know, I think maybe... I, I, this is caused by a seizure. Call that EMT. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I, I, I'm a little concerned about that. But I think it's, it's also just, um, 
the the timing just wasn't right for you, and it's too bad. I'm hoping at some point your um, your uh, musical maturity might, oh, might shit. come about. Now it's a question yeah. of musical yeah. maturity. Well, because I think you know maybe it caught you at a bad time, but now you know now knowing what you know, being a, a, this worldly person and having listened to so much more music now, I'm just hoping that eventually. You know, you'll get there. We're all hoping that. Yeah, if I just if I just follow you and learn from you and everything. Well, not me. Long time, long time listeners are thinking. You remember when he used to give her shit all the time? <laughs> <laughs> what happened to that? <laughs> hey, hey, this is the one time I get yeah. to give you a little shit because the rest of the world agrees with me on these things. But normally, I know when I'm. Enough. I know when I'm outnumbered. Yeah, that one in that those respects, you are. Uh, Tapestry by Carol King. Hell yeah, I, I grew mean, up with that shit. I yeah, know you did. Yeah. I can't say I've listened to it cover to cover. I can say that she's brilliant, but I, I have not listened to that cover to cover, but I have heard. Yeah, it is the definitive Carole King album. I mean, come on, it's badass. Uh, I'm so fortunate to have, have that. It's funny that it's called Tapestry because it's kind of woven into the fabric of your musical life growing up in that era. You know? mm, yeah. Very nice. Mm. One that is Tapestry of mine is U2's The Joshua Tree. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I know that it's a cult classic. I know that every it's the it's the album, but that album, if you put it on right now, I would sing to every song and I would by the end of it I would be very emotional. That is just one of the most emotional albums to me. It just again, it doesn't transport me, but it, it affects me. I'm so profoundly affected by it. So I agree, cover to cover, that's a brilliant album. And uh many people agree with that. Of course you always have the hater. I hate you too, right under that. Which is always nice. And I again, I think it's because they don't pander and they don't stay put. They just, you know, they keep moving. And I love that about them. Bob Seger Night Moves. I know a, a lot of the Bob Seger of that era, not the whole album and everything. Is it a perfect album? Probably not. But, I mean, um, I like Bob Seger, but I, that's a lot of Seger. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I could do that much Seger. So I don't know about that, but I think it's interesting. Another vote for Rumors. Uh, we have some girls. Get the hell out of here. I'd never gotten the cult of some girls. It's an okay record. That's about all, you know. Yeah, the one that you turned me on to is Goathead Soup, and that is cover to cover. Yeah, Goathead Soup, Exile on Main Street, which just turned 50. That's a different story. Yeah. You know. Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Well, I mean, I mean, there might be a, a Beatles album or two I might pick, but yeah, that there's no question that that deserves. Uh, well, I mean, you might say I don't like she's leaving home or something I like mean, that. You know, I can hear that, but um, I, I don't skip anything on that album ever. Yeah, no. physical graffiti. Oh, what the hell! <laughs> I mean, that's the one, baby. <laughs> Desert Island. That's one of the ones I would go to. That's a given. You know, I mean, a lot of new songs, a lot of leftover songs from previous years, put together in a kick-ass double album. That does anything you could ever want a record to do. Mm. And uh, that's a Desert Island disc for me, for sure. So a question about, about this Desert Island thing. And just for a quick moment, a just quick deviation. I know we never do that. But when you're saying this Desert Island, so do you have just, you know, this hard rocking sort of, you know, pick? Or are there more subdued, calming? Or are you just going to be rocking the whole rest of your life on this Desert Island? Uh, no, uh, a good take tapestry with you. No, a good desert. No, I would not take an album like that. A good desert Island disc 
has to have rockers and it has to have, you know, Little the real soul-stirring things. Stuff, yeah. Like, you know, Exile of Main Street is a good Desert Island mm. disc. Uh, Physical Graffiti and the White Album is too because mm. you get twice as much. All right. Um, and maybe Quadrophenia. There are a lot of good double albums. Wow. You could uh, take to a Desert Island and really feed every part of your musical appetite. Mm, that's very interesting. We may have to do a winging it on that at some point. You know um, you're right. I think that would be very interesting because yeah. um, I think our list would be quite different. Mm-hmm. So it would be interesting. And what about Purple Rain? I'm not thinking of any uh, particular drop-off on that one either. It's a pretty badass album I all love across. that album. Yeah. I love it. It's so good. And there are some cheesy parts are a little bit a little too much a little too affected but you know what the, if if you love prince you always got a little of that and that's what you like you celebrated that you know the thing with prince is <laughs> prince does stuff that you might roll your eyes occasionally because it's so over the top and so campy yeah but you wouldn't think twice if freddie mercury did it because that was the br- i was part of the brand and right. everything so if you think of Prince, if you give prince as much a pass as you give anybody none of his stuff is too over the top he's, nope. a, he's brilliant and and also he he was um, larger than life. He yeah. He did all of that. The 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 outfits. The you know the amazing like James Brown moves. I mean, he just he did it all. So I think you know you kind of take it all. Now you can leave Purple Rain the movie because it's a terrible movie. But terrible I, movie. I, I've watched it so many times because it was just something that. You know, you got to hear all those great songs, but it's a terrible movie. So it, it can be visually exciting, but yeah. I mean, you get to see Prince perform. You get to see the time That's what perform. I'm talking about. It's badass, but I mean, let's face it, it's crap. Absolutely. <laughs> and then you could see Apollonia, who was just the most stunning thing I'd ever seen in my life at that point. I'd yeah. never seen anyone more beautiful. And then, of course, I saw Selma Hayek, and I was like, oh, shit. Are you serious? Anyway. Uh, Stevie Wonder, Songs in the Key, in the of, key life. of Life. Another oh one that you listen to God. a lot growing up. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think I, I might need a, some Motown on my desert island. You know, that would be, that would be hard to do without. That's true. I, I'm going to need some. Even when you get your Stones types that do Motown covers, nothing really makes no. up for Motown. I don't want Motown covers. Yeah. I, want, I, want, I want Smokey. Yeah. I want Stevie. You yeah. know, I, I, don't, I don't want covers. Um, we have Hotel California. Well, you know what? What's wrong with Hotel California at any point? It's brilliant. Still listening to it 50-plus years later. You know. Yeah, we've got, we got a little country loving going on on that a little bit every now and again. And the little twangy country bumpkin shit, I'm not a big fan of that. The whole new kid in town yeah, thing? I you know? can, I, ooh, I can't. See, I just can't. So I can't call that cover-to-cover cover amazing because the, the country-fried side of them I'm not into. So, which is, I think, mostly the Timothy B. Schmidt side. But anyway. I, I think I said 50 plus. I don't think it's quite that old. But anyway. It's old. Back in the day, uh, we were listening to all at the same time. Many of the ones that are named tonight. Physical Graffiti and Rumors and Hotel yeah. California. And to me, they are perfect all the, from cover to cover, though. So Okay. Some of uh, them are for yeah. me, all but that last one. And then we have uh, Back in Black, and that's fucking laughable. I that's can't. laughable. That album has are you kidding drop me? dead filler. Okay. Back in black. I mean, I can't. I don't no know. No way. No way. To me, I mean, I'm sorry. There's, there are several songs in there that we could totally do without. Right. I, well, to me, the whole album. But a, a I couple understand. of Stone Cold classics, and I was I was talking about this with somebody with a rapper the other day. Rock, good music can carry shitty lyrics in rock, and this is a classic example. You know, you shook me all night long. That kind of thing. 
Um, that's what when back in black works. That's when because the music is incredible. But some of it just isn't. Yeah. yeah, some of it really isn't good. Yeah, know? I agree. Yeah, I, I I don't like the album at all, but that's okay. I know a lot of people do. I don't understand why, but that's fine. Deaf Leopard Hysteria. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking you're in on this one, maybe. I, I don't, like I don't know it cover to cover that I know of. There are songs that I skip. I'm a little bit too much of a dino, I'm afraid. I There's a, there are songs that I skip, but I love a lot of that. But, I mean, if I was going to pick a Def Leppard album, it would not be Hysteria. I it would, would be go back. Pyromania? Yeah, yeah that would be the one. I would listen to that cover to cover anytime. Yeah. So, interesting. Master of Puppets, I'm with them 100%. Not a bad song on that album. I can't even. Oh, my God. I love, love that album. So, Master of Puppets, Metallica, 1,000%. Yeah, it's kick-ass. I mean... I saw them on that tour. They were unbelievable. I mean, the, it's a great record. That's one of the ones... It's like, it's a different sound than the Black Album, yes. but it's equally as beautiful. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Love it. And I just... Again, they, they are... They are... The Metallica... Metallica is like the uh, metal cure. They're so emotional. They really get me emotionally, and they just stir me. And I love that. Uh, Lannis Morissette, Jagged Little Pill... Very strong. I don't know at all. It's a pretty strong record uh, based on the cuts I've heard, but perfect. I wouldn't know it well enough to say. I, I would. I guess I would say yes. It's not a super solid yes, but a yeah, probably. I mean, it's pretty solid cover to cover that particular one. Not a hard time listening through, right? Yeah, not a hard time. Although, would I do it multiple times? Probably not. Probably not. And I'm going to hear from like every like devout, you know, oh. <laughs> Atlantis fan. What the fuck? You know, um, audio slave start to finish. I will tell you any iteration of Chris Cornell's musical journey. I'm in an audio slave. Oh, my God. I can't even. And this is an amazing album. So I have to say yes. I have to say yes again. So. Even though I was sad, you know, about the no sound garden when you went to Audio Slave, it was something fresh and something different with some of the the basic stuff you love. So, um, hmm, got another Hotel California. Um, let's see. Oh, Aerosmith, Toys in the Attic. Uh huh. Hmm. Interesting. You know what? There's not a dud on Toys in the Attic. Yeah. I got to admit, there are ones that, in your recollection, if you haven't listened to it recently. You think that's really harsh like, and grating Ooh. and annoying like Adam's apple. And then you listen to the damn thing and you go, holy shit, it's this is brilliant. So good. <laughs> that so album good. is a killer. I mean, when you start off with Toys in the Attic, end with You See Me Crying, which Come is on. just an absolute knockout. And uh, it doesn't really drop anywhere. You can say this is a really unpleasant lyric. This is a bit, but bullshit if you're not completely wildly entertained the whole thing. Right. Some of the best guitar work from Joe Perry you'll ever hear. Ever, yeah. Tyler singing his ass off great lyrics. Uh, uh, J- Tom Hamilton and Brad Whitford writing brilliant songs. It's just an amazing album, and mm-hmm. that was the era, that was when I first discovered them. And, well, saw and it them. was a commercial triumph as well. It yeah, was just, that was a real breakout. Uh, Madman Across the Water. <sighs> um, I don't think that's perfect. I don't think it's not. But I love there is it. no such I feel thing so as a, sad. It's it, there's no such thing as a perfect Elton John album. There's always a little bit of filler, but he's a hero of mine, as you know. Super huge hero uh, of mine too. Mad I feel Man, bad. I love it, but. It, it, it's better overall than uh, Honky Chateau, for example. <laughs> yes. But, uh, and, and probably Don't Shoot Me, I'm Only the Piano Player. Yeah, but, uh, I agree. Perfect. It's, it's damn close, you know. That's true. I agree with leave you. Levon, baby, Levon. And Michelle B. Levon. Yeah. Oh, my God. Some of these are, 
I can't even, I can't utter them. It's too hard. I can't. It just doesn't make sense. I'm surprised the, at what has not appeared, but we Beatles, shall see. The Beatles' Rubber Soul. Rubber Soul. It's funny. I, I was holding the vinyl of that in my hand just a couple hours oh. ago. Uh, great, great album, of course. Uh, I think all the Beatles albums are, are pretty much perfect, though, honestly. Mm. So I'm pretty biased there. Rush Moving Pictures. Oh, Come on. Bruce is going, hell yes, yeah, of course. In I mean, fact, that's the word he described. He, we were talking about Rush, because I had bought like four Rush albums, and I was talking to Bruce about it. Yeah. And he said, well, moving pictures, that's pretty much perfect. And I, I have to agree. Yeah. You know, I have to agree. Come on. It seriously is. Um, so many here, I'm going to tell you right now, so many for Pearl Jam's 10, just different ones. Uh, so many for The Wall. Lots of repeats here. The Beatles' Abbey Road, of course, that had to come up. Had uh, to. I mean... And duh. deservedly, you know. It's just like a big duh yeah. on that one for me. Yes, the quintessential rock and roll album had to come up. You know? It's That's absolutely true. Um, Yellow Brick Road. That always the def, a little bit of filler, although when you there, go back and listen to it, it's not terrible. It's like 95%. Oh, yeah, it's, like. it's almost all it's, killer. Yeah. I mean, you can survive Jamaica Jerk Off. Oh, <laughs> you said it out loud. <laughs> and songs like that. Oh, no. <laughs> but oh. there is a lot of, I mean, why, it's, a, it, it's, br- <laughs> it's, br- it's beautiful. Oh, that just kills me. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Um, Lifelong fave. I have a REO Speedwagon. Oh, God, no. You can tune a piano, but, but you, you can't, can't tune, tune a, a fish. fish. I'm going to have to say no on that one. There's, I can handle a little bit of REO Speedwagon, and then I'm kind of out. So there's no way I could get through an album. Even if you all think it's brilliant, I can't. If you said REO Speedwagon live, you get what you play for, I got okay. I can understand. Okay. But if you say anything after that, not really, no. Green Day Dookie. I can do I, that. That's a strong An American one. Idiot. That's I can do both of those. One. Those are cover to cover, definitely. Unlike a lot of the really crappy uh, popular punk bands like Blake 182 and Bowling for Soup and Good Charlotte. Every single time. Those are the like the three you mention. It, they just pour things. Deep Purple, Perfect Strangers. You know what? That is an absolutely explosive, beautiful, uh, creative tsunami of a comeback from Deep Purple Mark II. And I love that. I've... Uh, Got that about a year and a half ago. I had never actually heard the whole thing, believe it or not. In fact, it was you that said, you have got to hear this record. Yes. Because you stumped me on uh, Furious with that. (laughs) And I got it, and it is unbelievable. You have never heard Richie Blackmore like he plays on his fucking record. It is amazing. So good. Purple Mark II's revival on Perfect Strangers was fabulous. But I'm sorry, it's hard to get past Machine Head. Okay. All right. Very hard to get past Machine Head as the perfect album. That's but, true. Uh, I, I love Perfect Strangers. Don't get me wrong. Uh, Holy Diver. I I know a lot of it, but not the whole Dio. thing. I, I don't I love either. Dio, you know? Of course. I yeah, love, love Dio, Dio, too. But I don't know. I don't know. I, I have to, let's see. There's only three people that liked that one. So <laughs> maybe Vinny, not. Vinny Appice <laughs> banging on the garbage cans, I'm sure. you know. Yes. Okay, <laughs> so this is a personal favorite for me. And I, I will tell you, Counting Crows, August and Everything After, cover to cover, 300 times at least in my lifetime. If I know one song or two, that's a lot. So I can't really speak to that. I really think you would like that album. I really do think you would like that album. It's one of those weird ones. And you'll be surprised I like it, but I do like it. I like the weird ones. And, uh, you know, again, we're just, we're now we're starting to really repeat Alice in Chains, that kind of stuff. 
Um, so I think that's a pretty good list. I'm surprised no one mentioned an El- Elvis album. I was waiting for that, like the 69 comeback album or whatever. Oh, the 68 comeback? 68. Absolute fabulous, 69. yeah. 69. Well, I guess I have something bad on the brain. I meant 68 comeback yeah. album. But yeah, I mean, I feel like that was one. I feel like, you know, we've got a lot of Ike and Tina stuff, speaking of, you know, um, her her majesty that we just lost. Terrible, terrible blow. Horrible loss. Um but I think there's there's a ton more out there, you know, that there there's no Motown mentions, and I think there's incredible Motown albums. To I, me, but amongst us at least, and amongst uh, the general populace, the uh, the elephant in the room that nobody has mentioned so far is: Does nobody think Queen put out a perfect album? Thank you. Nobody. So many. I expected a night at the opera to be on there. No Queen. And I would argue, yeah, there's so many of those albums that are just flawless. Absolutely. I would argue the. The absolute pinnacle of that was Sheer Heart Attack. Absolutely. We were talking about buying albums because of singles. I went out because uh, Bohemian Rhapsody was the new thing, which that was the first we had read about Queen. We'd seen them in the magazines, but we hadn't heard them. Yep. As soon as that came out, I ran to the record store, and they were out, and I bought the perfect album, Queen's Sheer Heart Attack. Uh, and nobody thought of that. I, I would have been okay if they said Night at the Opera. If anything, just anything, say Queen. Just say Queen in there somewhere. Yeah, you know? that was really disturbing. I you don't agree. have to say Hot Space. You know? Right. <laughs> Please don't say Hot Space. Because I'll just laugh at you and know that you don't know Queen at all. That's like two perfect songs and a lot of crap. No, and a few good ones. You know? <laughs> and a few, yeah, And a few but, really, really bad ones. But I'm going to be ones, skipping yeah. a lot yeah, on that one. A lot. You're you skipping. Yeah. So, uh, and I think they're okay with that. I mean... But, yeah. But Sheer Heart Attack, Night at the Opera. Come on. Queen 1 and 2. What? You know what? Speaking of Queen, uh, we were going to record. Uh, we're recording at both Studios West right now. Yes. Uh, which is a little more spacious than both Studios East. A little? Uh, you know, we're a little well, comfy. A we're comfy here. But um, <laughs> we almost recorded on Sunday, which was Great King Rat's birthday, the 21st of May. If you know, you know. It's on the first Queen album. If you haven't heard either of the fir- any of the first three albums, as I just mentioned, Sheer Heart Attack, you must do so. Yeah, get on that. Yeah. What's going on? Uh, other things that bothered me, obviously, no yes, no Jethro Tull, no nothing like that. And some of those albums are the best. I mean, obviously, Close to the Edge, cover to cover, amazing, incredible, you know, just The yes album. The you yes know, album is Going insane. for the one, you know, I mean, going for the one. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I just, I so I feel like we missed a whole, there's so many that we missed, obviously, but those are just, I mean, some of the great prog bands. I mean, King Crimson, I will tell you, I I can't even think of a song that isn't amazing that King Crimson does. I can't. I can't. I'm thinking. I'm trying. But I can't. So there's so many more albums. And then there's some in there that are surprises, like Counting Crow's August and Everything After is a surprise. It's snuck in there, but it really is. It's a an artistic breakthrough. So there's got to be some of those albums that people didn't mention that are out there as mm. well. And aside yeah. from the really people that were obviously quintessential top of their game mind-blowing changed everything forever right yeah so anything else you can think of or do you feel like we've uh we've talked enough about cover to cover great albums you know i'm surprised that nobody mentioned all right we had pink floyd dark side of the moon for sure another one of the top selling albums of all time and nobody brought it up at least not in that sample uh trial group there (laughs) Bad Out of Hell, not a single person for Bad Out of Hell. It is a, I mean, okay, honestly, one of the more popular ones is the one where it loses its perfection a little bit, which is Paradise by the Dashboard Light. The rest of it is pretty amazing. Uh, You have to be a fan of Over the Top Camp. 
Yeah, I guess that's and true, I and am. I am, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I am. That's like, you know, you would probably say Rocky Horror Soundtrack, and I might argue yeah. with that. You know? No, hell yeah. <laughs> you have to listen to it again, and yeah. then it's like shock treatment. It's yeah. the same person. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely, I agree. But I think it's, he's, he being Meatloaf was very stylized, you know, as was the songwriter, you know what I mean? It was a very stylized, specific type, and a niche I'm thing. It's just it. a big niche, and yeah. I'm in. Yeah, I'm totally in. But a lot of people are sold like, a couple oh, records. That's a know, lot, you know, big sweaty guy yeah. singing his ass off. I don't know. It's just you know, wasn't everyone's thing, but it was my thing for sure. And I think Bad Out of Hell is incredible for many reasons. Another artistic triumph for me, right? May not be everyone's cup of tea, but it certainly is a standout. So I'm sure be, Dino that I am, I could think of great many more uh, if well, I had the time. But uh, at the moment, I uh, will probably pass. Well, maybe what we'll do is if you think of some, we can you know post them on the page or maybe we'll do another one of these in the future. That's a darn good idea. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for hanging with us on this episode of Winging It. We hope you had fun and there is more to come. But for now, we have to say. Let's fly this coop. This has been Winging It, a presentation of Birds of a Feather, on What the Flock Radio.